Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to up-level your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I am really looking forward to today's episode because sometimes in life you can have these feelings of, I am stuck. I know I'm not where I'm meant to be. I'm meant for so much more. And you just don't know how to step back into your alignment and creativity. So, Today, we will definitely be talking deeply about these things because our today's guest is absolutely amazing and beautiful, living in her alignment, living in her purpose. And she will be sharing with you some of the things like how she got into alignment. So uh, welcome with me, Kim Kranz. I am so happy to have you here today. Hi, Petya. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. So before we dive into, you know, all of the juicy, beautiful things about like creativity and your purpose and all these things that everyone loves to hearing about, I uh, would love to ask you if you're open for a quite a different opening of my podcast, because I love doing a guided visual meditation. That's why I was giving you a question before we start recording. Would you be open for that? Sure. Beautiful. So to start with this beautiful visual meditation, let's just gently close our eyes and start relaxing where you are, just really feeling your environment, the air in the room, and feeling your chest coming up and down, slowing down your breath. And feeling like there is nowhere else to be, nothing else to do. Just this beautiful present moment. Relaxing your shoulders, your face. Your legs are feeling beautifully grounded. And as you're slowing down in this beautiful moment, I would love for you to visualize a grand day, starting your day in a beautiful England. And you're on your favorite property with your friends. And you're sitting outside and sharing breakfast and laughing 
There's a lot of laughter and chatter. And you're feeling so happy to be alive. So excited to be just right there. And as you're gathering there with your friends, there are also some, some new people, some new women. And some of them brought their kids who are playing just on the side. And as they're playing, one little girl, she runs to you and brings you fresh wild flowers, just a little small bouquet. And she's so cute. She runs to you. She gives you the flowers and she asks you, who are you? What is the one thing, Kim, you want her to know? Not what do you do, but who you really are. What would be your answer to her? Moonlight. Wow, Kim, that is beautiful. <laughs> Let's be honest here. I never got that answer before. Thank you so much. You can come back slowly to me. I know you would probably rather hang out there with your friends in England <laughs> with the laughter and chatter. We can always bring you back there. We can stop the recording later and take you back there. But uh, uh, that is fascinating answer. I never got that. And, you know, I will ask you why. Um, well, who knows? I, um, I just had to say it because it was, it was very clear to me that that was the word. But mm. I think it has something to do with the way that moonlight is in that it's reflected light. It's not light in and of itself. Mm. It comes from another source. And I think... Uh, in terms of alignment or creativity or my work in general, I try to keep in mind that the light I'm trying to reflect is coming from another source. And that takes the pressure off of me. I don't have to like make light. I don't have to be light. I don't have to become this other person. All I have to do is accept where I am and know my gifts and tendencies and allow something greater than me to start to move through. And I can usually track that by the feeling of like joy and stoke and excitement in my system. And I think that light is, um, it gives us signals. Um, our purpose gives us signals just like our stuckness does. You know, stuckness is actually really functional. It's giving us a super powerful signal really consistently loud enough until we listen to it. So when I felt stuck in my life, I sometimes hate the stuckness, but it actually is the best informant and it's a change maker. So it's just a matter of time before the stuckness will swell to a certain degree that the change has to occur and the light you know, comes in and moonlight also comes in the darkness it's this uh, cool kind of magical tone that falls on the land in the dark hour and I feel sometimes um, like that is a role of mine to not be afraid in in dark spaces and complex uh, issues or topics and yeah one of my friends actually one of my my um, sisters, I'll call her in, in England that you base this meditation off of, um, she calls it the holy dark, mm. that that distinguishes 
our perception of darkness. It's not just darkness, but there's a holiness in it, a kind of presence and wisdom, magic. So, yeah. That is so beautiful. And I personally, I love using moon, you know, like I have it in my, um, in my branding, you know, because moon, it's a, for me, it's a beautiful, soothing, feminine energy. And yes, it is in a darkness, but I feel like sometimes it's in the darkness that we can really find our light and find ourselves, right? Like to, to not being afraid of the shadows and the darkness, I wonder what were some of the dark moments of your life that really helped you to step into really your truth, step into your purpose, step into that certainty that I feel from you today? That's a great question. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest moment was when, I mean, most of the um, audience knows me as like, you know, a tarot maker that I drew a tarot deck, but there's a story before that. And um, that was that I was showing at galleries in New York City and really was trying to make my way in the New York gallery world. And I had a show at a pretty big gallery and I was very, you know, I was so excited that it was happening. And um, the show, I had been selling work for years. The show flopped, mm. nothing sold, no reviews. It was like, you could hear a pin drop, like just absolutely no response from the world it was as if the show didn't exist in this weird way and I felt so disoriented by it and I was super broke and just married at the time and uh, lots of complexities going on on all levels and as a result I moved out of New York City and I moved into this renovated church in Philadelphia for a year and a half and I didn't know what to do. And I thought, well, I've always wanted to draw the tarot deck. I've kind of been waiting to do this project. And I drew the tarot deck and I self-published it. And then it, it started to sell. And, you know, years later, it was picked up by a publisher and had its own kind of trajectory. And now it's in kind of has its, a life of its own is in lots of different languages and, you know, I tattoos everywhere and wow. so on. But, but the point of the story is that like, I got pushed out of a, of a system that wasn't, it wasn't mine to, to belong to the path. The path had to give way to a different path that was more unique to me. And it took me a long time to see that as a total blessing, but there's so much that we can't see behind the, behind the veil, behind the mystery in the, in the curtain of, of, whatever you want to call it, destiny or just life. So um, that moment was a, a total game changer. And, you know, I could be a New York artist right now and the tarot would simply not exist. And mm -hmm. that, would, that would be a very strange reality because in so many ways, the tarot deck is so suited to my, my way of thinking and being and orienting in the world. Mm, that's beautiful story you know like sometimes we think like things don't work out for us but it's because something even better it's meant to work out right like sometimes I uh, say like I'm so thankful for the things that I thought that I wanted and I didn't get because it allowed me to get something even better and something even better for me right so Kim how did you like 
find your purpose. I know that you said like, you know, I, I, I knew I wanted to be, you know, like doing the tarot, but what led you into that? Did you just wake up and you're like, okay, I want to be doing this? Or what was that thing that helped you to align with your purpose? Well, I think aligning with purpose is a long-term, long arc, continual process of honing and tuning in. Um, And I did that first through learning to draw um, and went to art school and studied drawing. So I just became really interested in images and in the power of image and symbol. And so that led me to be interested in the tarot because it's based on symbols. And then that led me to want to make my own deck. Um, But, you know, the, I think aligning with purpose is so much more subtle then we make it out in our culture, the way we market it is like living, you know, being aligned with purpose, it can kind of look like something. Mm -hmm. And it, to me, it doesn't look like something, it feels like something. And I can map it by like, oh, right, you know, right now I'm, I'm starting to play music again for the first time in 10 years. And I can feel that I'm aligning with something that's been misaligned for me, simply by the by the way my body physically responds, by my um, day-to-day like vitality, by joy, by laughter. Like, I think these are real signs. Um, and alignment is never fixed. We, it, it, there is no arrival in that. It's this constant negotiation with like um, the life force or the, you know, the greater mystery. Mm, that is beautiful. It's a, it's, a, it's a practice for sure. Yeah, it's beautiful because it's like you said, there is no one destination to get into, right? It's not like, okay, this is my purpose. I arrived now I'm doing it. I feel like you're right. There's this subtle feeling of, and, and for each of us, it's going to feel different, right? It can feel like peace. It can feel like satisfaction. It can feel like this deep knowingness, for yourself, like this is what I'm meant to be doing. And this is who I'm meant to be being in this moment. But it's not like, let me just put myself into the box because I'm this person who is doing this thing. It keeps evolving as we keep evolving. And the things that feel right to us are going to be changing too. So how does it feel like to you when you are in alignment, when you are feeling true to yourself? Well, I think some of the short-term feelings are the the ones I mentioned already, that the joy and and the laughter. And I mean, so many things come around with alignment, like more compassion towards other. And also, I, I think it's worth talking about the symptoms of when I'm not in alignment. Here's what that looks like. A ton of competitive thoughts comparing myself to others, having a timeline. Um, Those are two really big ones, but like, you know, judgment, judgment of myself and other is really like the, the painful one. And when I'm in alignment, those those dissipate on their own. I don't need to like work on them. They just simply dissipate because I know 
whether I'm in alignment when I'm doing the dishes or playing piano or on a phone conversation with my friend, it's like a, a state of I'm being present with what's in front of me and I'm in some gratitude might be in the field somewhere, even if things are discordant and really hard, knowing that there's a force greater than me that's, you know, running the show anyways. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's the answer to your question, but I used to think that being in alignment meant me being, it was vocational, like a career mm -hmm. or in a really, in this relationship or a mother or not a mother, all these things. I thought it was a list of things. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel now more than ever, it's a, it's a state. It's a state that I can drop into when I release my expectations around what everything should look like. Mm. Um, and then once I release those expectations, there's some actions to do. There might be like, okay, you know, play the piano instead of watching Netflix. That's an ask. That would be an ask of my, of my purpose would be like, Hey Kim, like go walk by the river, you know? And, and so when I follow those, that guidance, I just get closer, then I start to really track it and I get closer and closer. And that's when bigger messages come. Like you, I have to start paying attention to the small messages first. Mm -hmm. um, and then the bigger messages come like, hey, draw the tarot or hey, this um, work with this person or let this opportunity pass. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a practice of like listening to it's beautiful. So when, let's say someone is listening right now and it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like you get these messages, like intuitively, what should you do like next, right? Like, hey, Kim, go walk, go dry your tarot card, whatever is that. But what if the one who is listening right now doesn't have yet that listening skill and just like sitting there, sitting there, sitting there and waiting. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm not feeling well and I want to feel better, but what do I do? What helps you or what helped you at the beginning when you were still learning how to listen to those nudges? I listened to the pain. Mm. The, the, I mean, it's, I was mentioning this a little bit before the pain is the informant. So stay with the stuckness and it will change. It will begin to communicate to you what the discordance is, what, whether it's in, you know, symbols or dreams or clear messages in meditation or whatever, like the being with the discomfort has been one of the most informative practices of my life. Not waiting for the happy, enlightened inspiration messages, but looking at the message in the tension, in the loneliness, in what whatever. And it's like holding it like, like a whatever, a, a bird, so to speak. And it like starts to soften and come to life and have a kind of character of its own. And it really wants... I really believe that suffering wants something for us and wants us to pay attention. That's why it's nudging and nudging. Mm. So I know that's a tricky answer, but to, to just to be with it and to um, have 
great patience and trust. And there's nothing worse than having no pain or no happiness. You're in this middle ground that's numb. So numbness can also be an informer, but, but when there's real pain and stuckness, it can be used. There's so much actually power in it because it's hold, something's holding on. So mm. it's latent, it's latent power. Mm. Um, I mean, I used to have a yoga teacher who said to me, like, when you're depressed, just what is the thing you're depressing? Like you're actually pressing something down. And for me, that's, it's more creativity. It's like, you know, I think I was actually depressed not playing music for, for those years. Some part of me, I still had a, you know, happy life and doing my thing, but there was something being shut down. So I think there can be a question around that is like, what is, what is being shut down that wants to express? Hmm. Wow. And what, and what's the simplest way I can do that? So one approach would be like, oh, I need to make music. So I need to find a band and a band name and I need to make an Instagram page and I need to blah, blah, blah. And, and that's not it. For me, it's like, I just need to sit at the piano or I just need to hum Mm. and hum melody in the morning when I wake up in the evening and the tiniest step towards that melody and humming then builds on itself. In a couple of weeks, you're like humming a melody in the shower and then playing the piano. And so these messages come like in small bits and they accumulate and that's their, that's their secret power. <laughs> They're accumulative. Mm. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. That's a really amazing answer. And it's like, you get to learn to listen to these nudges because if not, like they will become stronger and you're not going to feel right, right? When you're not listening. So that's beautiful. So what helps you like in in a day-to-day to stay in this state of joy? Ooh, um... God, it's such a such a tricky question because I definitely don't stay in the state of joy. I hit upon it sometimes and it's so amazing. Even just like laughing with friends, I feel like my humor is starting to come out more these days and it makes me realize how serious I can be and how hard on myself I can be. Um, so I never wanted to hear the the advice lighten up before because it felt painful to me I was like I need to get out of this you know I need to figure out how to get out of this um but the less I try to figure out it it sounds so counterintuitive but the less I try to figure out in my life and stay with the feeling of of things that do feel aligned and joyful Mm -hmm. the more that I feel like my life starts to take on a shape of its own and um, have its own rejuvenating energy to it. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to start um, being less quick to respond to things, whether they're an email, a conversation. Um, so funny to say I've started to learn to expect less, mm-hmm. but somehow in doing that, um, there's a lot less pressure, which increases joy, joy, Mm -hmm. joy and pressure. 
Joint pressure don't go together for me. No, they don't hold hands. No. And I love that. I love that tip. It's so beautiful. Just slow down and give yourself a little bit more time. So one last question came for the one who is listening right now and who is still feeling like she's sitting in that dark place that she is feeling stuff uh, stuck in her life. What is the one thing you want her to know? More will be revealed. Wow. It will change. Mm. It doesn't feel like it's going to change. I know that from my own experience. That's the crazy thing about this single signal it sends to me is this will never change, but it does. Mm. It's beautiful. And I remember I used to be listening to a meditation called This Too Shall Pass. Yeah. And I had it like on a replay in the morning, at the night, every day, because it's like we get to know that life is fluid and everything is changing, right? So that's beautiful. It was super valuable um, talk, Kim. I know that I connected with you on Instagram, but is there any other place that you would love to connect with the listeners online? Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I have a feed for the wild unknown, and then I have my personal feed, which is Kim Kranz. And some, you know, both of those have websites too, where you can find me, find events and upcoming publications and new things. That's exciting. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate you and I am excited to stay connected. Best luck with all of your projects. Thanks, Katya.